Welcome to the Financial Advisors Edge Podcast, a show created by financial advisors for financial advisors. Are you ready for some straight talk about building and growing a financial services practice? Four advisors in different states at different firms that have each built $100 million plus practices from scratch the right way through hard work, doing the right thing, and having fun while doing it. It's time for you to get the edge. Here are your hosts, Brad Warhurt, Jeff Copeland, Jim Martin, and Greg Gonzalez. Hey, and welcome to the show. We have a uh, we have a unique episode today. I'm excited about it because um, I know that my Amazon accounts could be lighting up here in a couple minutes with uh, with purchasing some things. But we're joined by uh, by Brad and Greg today, uh, titans in the industry, gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us. I, I just want to say thank you for myself and probably a few of our listeners. We're getting boy oh boy, the amount of downloads we're getting on this show is just outrageous lately. Um, you know, I think we're I think we're thirty thousand plus, forty thousand plus downloads on the show. I don't even keep up with it, so it, it grows so fast. So we want to thank the listeners, but mo- mostly because uh, you guys are coming out sharing sharing how you got where you're at today. By you're actually practicing advisors. You didn't inherit the businesses. You built it from scratch. You've done it the right way. There's lots of ways to do this business, but this is one of them. And uh, big thank you for uh, taking the time out of your days and being here today. We are uh, we're talking about books. Books that are must-reads for advisors, things people really need to read to get better at being financial advisors or just being professionals. It doesn't have to be just financial advisors. So we're going to kind of go through some of our some of the books that shaped us along the way and some of the ideas that shaped us. Uh, also, you can connect with us at thefaedge.com. Uh, that's our website. Check it out. There's lots of great information. And we have a we have a private coaching group called the Century Club. I definitely want folks who who think we have some something of value to add to check out our group coaching, which is the Century Club. People are literally having their lives changed here. They're getting better at what they're doing. They're being able to look uh, like five years in the future and see what's possible for themselves and then take what we have already spent tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars testing uh, for them and deploying it in their own practices, getting better day by day. That's thefaedge.com. But with that said, let's just jump right into our book report. I feel like I, I've never been part of a, a book club before, guys. <laughs> so like, I feel like we should be having tea and crumpets and, you know, like uh, should be a little uppity in here. But uh, if you guys could see what these dudes are wearing on their heads on their <laughs> on their zoom avatars you would uh you would know that this is no ordinary book club but greg you're a you're a big reader um when we, when we thought about this you started pulling out books let's go through let's go through the number one i want to i'm going to ask it a couple different ways uh let me let me hear the number one book like if you if you think required reading for an advisor what is it yeah um i i would probably I would probably go to uh, Nick Murray. The I think it's like the excellent investment advisor or something like that. I don't I don't have that in front of me. Um, but um, the, you know, the game of numbers came out later on. But I but I like that. It's like a blue book, um, like the excellent financial advisor, investment advisor. Yeah. What what why do you like it? What what's so impactful about it? Yeah. So it kind of breaks it down. You know, as as far as this profession, what we help people with, uh, Nick Murray is a wordsmith, as we all know, he's an older guy. If you haven't seen him, um, he's got a very good, uh, uh, interview on, on YouTube that you can, um, I I forget it's, uh, like, like wealth, wealth track, I think interviewed him. Uh, and we'll we'll try to find it and put it in the show notes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an awesome, uh, interview. Um, but, um, 
he's an equity guy. He's always been an equity guy. I'm an equity guy. But but yeah, kind of breaking down the profession for anybody that doesn't know, Nick Murray was an advisor uh, decades ago. Um, but he's, he has a way of breaking down this business um, like, like I've never seen before. So for the the newer advisor, definitely check out uh, you know his books. You can find them, you know, on his website or eBay or wherever. So cool, that's awesome, Brad. How about you? What's uh, if if you had to pick one book to recommend, what would it be? If I had to pick one, um, I would probably pick uh, Guerrilla Marketing by Bill Good. I actually had a friend that went to uh, one of his weekend coaching sessions and said it made a dramatic impact in his practice. But I never went to one of the coaching sessions, but I did I did read that book and a couple of others. And I think I, I probably talk a lot about delegation and specialization in tasks and what the advisor should do and what they should not do. And I mean, I pretty much stole all that right directly from Bill Good. Good. I mean, he I think it was his it is his words exactly that talk about your time could be worth. And this really sold it to me on why I had to do this. You know, your time when you're doing the job that only a financial advisor can do, which is bring in or keep clients, your time is probably worth at least a thousand dollars an hour, maybe more. Stop doing tasks that aren't in that ballpark. That made yeah. a huge difference for me. Yeah, he's kind of like the godfather of that idea. For yeah, sure. I think so. At least um, in our industry. In our industry, yeah. I'm sure yeah. it was I'm sure it was out there. Those are that's a great one. I, I don't know that I've read um I don't know that I've read Gorilla Marketing. I understand it. Uh, you've kind of deployed thinking about it though, what guerrilla marketing is, you sort of deployed that in your own business with the seminars you've done, um, especially at education, higher education areas. So it's fascinating. You took that and really deployed it. So that's, uh, that's awesome. Sure. So did you, you should, you should write the sequel to the book. Yeah. I'm going to read it. I'm going <laughs> to, I've added to my list. I've already read the other, uh, the, the, Excellent advisor. Mine, mine is um, mine's a little departure. I read this. This book came out kind of when I first started in the business, and it was written. It's written by a, a guy by the name of uh, what's his name, David Mullen Jr. And it's the Million Dollar Financial Advisor. And I, I started right in um, right in two thousand nine, right, early two thousand nine, mid two thousand nine. I think maybe it was late, but either way, that book really laid out for me what I thought was a map of how do I build a million dollar plus practice. And uh, it was great for me because it transformed kind of what I did in a lot of ways. It, it made me, it talked about, talked about building a prospect list of your top hundred prospects and, and, and dripping on them. It talked about having multiple marketing funnels. It talked about having potentially, you know, look for a town around you that's underserved and, you know, serve two areas. So a lot of the things he talked about was like, I just went, I just said, oh, if he knew how to do it, I, I, I didn't, I don't even know who the guy is. I mean, he might've been a failure, but I think he was a big Merrill Lynch guy. Um, and, uh, that book was great for me. So, you know, some of these books can really change the trajectory of it, but you've got to consume the right stuff. Like there are some books out there that just have bad advice and we're not going to trash any books because we don't want any lawsuits on here. Uh, but I want to go through it. You know, now we've put down our required reading and our required reading gorilla marketing by bill good. Uh, the Excellent Advisor by Nick Murray. That is not published any longer, I don't think. I think you're going to have to buy it used, uh, but it's still an oldie but goodie. And then finally, uh, The Million Dollar Advisor uh, by Mullins. And I think those are great ones. But let's go through and get some more. I know, Brad, you had a couple other ones that you thought were excellent. What what would those be? So another one I always appreciated was uh, it was by Keith Ferrazzi called Never Eat Alone. Uh, I forget who recommended it to me, but it was another another advisor. It was right when I first started. Um 
And it talked a lot about <clears throat> networking. And I'm going to call it, I don't think the book called it strategic networking, but I'm going to call it that just for the listeners, because I don't, you know, networking, I think it was A.G. Edwards that used to have the uh, the tracks where you could say, I'm going to start on the networking track or the cold calling track or whatever it was. And notoriously, the networking track always failed out or switched tracks <laughs> because as a primary source of growing your business, obviously, we all know that it isn't going to work. But strategic networking, I think a lot of the tips in the book were like, they build up over time. And then that that over the long term, that starts to bear fruit and creates a lot of low-hanging fruit that's actually quite profitable. So um, I would say that that maybe that book isn't one of the first ones to read if you're new. But once you get settled in and you're and you're growing and you know you're going to make it and do this as a career, I think that that book can add a lot to the way that you think about relationships, marketing, selling, um, everything. So Keith Ferrazzi, never read it alone. And actually, you know, while I'm thinking about it, before I mention, maybe this won't happen. We'll have to edit this out if it doesn't. But you know, we could keep a list of all these books and we could put a uh, could put Amazon links in the um, in the show notes or something. We we could do that for sure. Yeah, yeah we should put they, we should put affiliate links to try to make some money off of these people. <laughs> yeah, it's about time. We can make like thirty nine cents per I know. book. We, we can we can get rich and make a dollar. <laughs> yeah, most of these books probably cost eight bucks these days. So I don't know what commissions are, but <laughs> listen, if they make, I'll tell you what, guys. If they make, um, if Nick Murray has an L share version of his books, that's the one we should offer on Amazon. So we we get you know the full dollar. Yeah, you know Nick Murray doesn't. <laughs> only available through his website. Only yeah. available, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Good stuff, Brad. All right, Greg. How about for you? What are uh, what are a couple of books you think are required now that we've got our our number one out of the way? What are some required reading for uh, for advisors? Yeah, I um, you know, and this is a handful here, uh, but but uh, I got one in front of me. Tested in the trenches by uh, by Ron Carson and Steve Sandusky. It's very good. Uh, Ron Carson used to be. Uh, at at my broker dealer years ago, um, and and he kind of you know he's pretty honest about kind of how he lays out his business, how he was just a workhorse in the beginning. I think I think he told a story. He put on uh, like sixty thousand miles on his car the first year in the business. I mean, the guy was just a, a workaholic. But uh, but yeah, this book again tested in the trenches. I love the title. It's a great um, the Supernova Advisor. Uh, by Rob Knapp is a good one. That was the Merrill Lynch study that that kind of showed the 80-20 rule and uh, the Pareto principle. A lot of people call it, right? 80% of your business is going to come from 20% of your clients. And Merrill Lynch found that time and time again, analyzing all these different advisors and their books of business, it was always true. And I was actually reading a study, Prudential back in the day, looked at all their life insurance agents and and they said, okay, production wise, who's doing the business? Well, it was almost identical. It was like seventy nine percent. It was eight eighty eighty twenty rule almost to the t. It, it was uh, what twenty one seventy nine. Twenty one percent of the business was. Co- I'm sorry, twenty one percent of the advisors were producing seventy nine percent of the business. And then what they did is they took it one step further and they said, of that twenty percent. What about the top 20% of the 20%? They had all the numbers. They knew what all the uh, the life insurance agent through Prudential were doing. And they said, okay, the top 20% of the 20% is the top 4%. They were, they were making 32 times as much money 
as the the people in the bottom 80%. It's just amazing. So Supernova Advisor, check that out. That's cool. Uh, I'm sure Brad wants to argue with you about that a little bit, but, um, (laughs) you know, we'll hold off on that. Yeah, uh, those we are don't great have books. to hold off. I have one that's a good counterbalance to that. Okay, go for it. Go for it, and then I'm going to share my two. Okay. No, I don't want to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, all, all right, right, all right. I'm right. being too nice here, guys. <laughs> well, Brad's wearing a pirate hat on his uh, on his a pirate hat filter on a Zoom right now, so I don't want to get in the, the way of a, a pirate. I've learned my lesson before. Arg. Uh, yeah, I've got two. Um, I got two that I think are maybe three. I'll share that I think are pretty darn good. And one of them is not an industry book. One of them is just a decent book to read. Or I'm going to give you. So my first one would be Game of Numbers by Nick Murray. I think it's required reading. I don't care what where you're at in the business. Go reread that book right now. And it, it will give you faith that there is so much opportunity. I think if anything, it, it made me have an abundance mentality to realize there are so many people that need help. And those statistical averages are still holding true today. The baby boomers are still retiring. So you still have time to ride that wave. If you're not right. read the game of numbers uh, from Nick Murray. Um, another industry book is storytelling for financial advisors. I don't know who wrote that, um, but I bought it for my team. You know, people that tell stories can connect with individuals so much better rather than people that just give facts and data. A storyteller uh, telling an analogy or telling a story is, yeah, it's really a game changer. It brings people, it brings people into your world, into your your narrative. So I think that's really good. The other two that I think are great and require reading, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, it's an old, old book, but I, I I think it's a great book to read. I mean, I just think it's uh should it, you know some of it's a little old, I know, but I think it's great. And then last but not least is. Uh, shut up, stop whining and get a life. Um, and I, I, I can't remember the guy that wrote it, but it's called shut up, stop whining, and get a life. And it's really like this, like self-help book, but like it basically, you know, so much crap is touchy feely in our world right now. Like you can't hurt anybody's feelings and all this. And I read it and it really just talks about like, you control what you can control and you control yourself and everything else. You just need to shut up and stop whining about it and just take the, take the bull by the horn. So that was really good for me. I read that like 20 years ago. I haven't read it forever. I might have to, I might not like it as much now, but I loved it then. Um, so I think those are, those are good ones. So I, I would say, check all of these books out. I think they're fabulous. Um, any, any kind of last books that advisors need to take a look at or things you guys thought as as we were talking. You know, I want to throw one out that's also not written for our industry, but does tie into what Greg was talking about in one of our recent episodes on capacity. Uh, I read it in grad school in an operations management class, and it's called The Goal. I don't remember who it's by, but it's about, it's actually, they kind of story sell the message in the book that it's about this this uh, this kid named Herbie, and it, it but the, the, the message is also about this company. It's a manufacturer. And they had been turning down jobs because in their their accounting function, you know, they combined fixed and variable cost to come up with the cost of a project. And then the message of the book is basically like that eventually the management team of the factory realized, hey, like fixed cost is fixed cost no matter what. You have to pay that whether you have business or not. So if you have profit based solely on variable cost and you have capacity open, you should take the work, even if when you add in the fixed cost allocation, 
it doesn't seem profitable, which should make sense. And I think really applies to our our business when we're talking about, you know, I'm only going to work with $500,000, a million dollars, whatever the number is. If you've got capacity that you would otherwise be listening to our podcast or uh, meeting with a wholesaler or checking the Wall Street Journal, you have capacity, right? So if somebody comes in the, with 250000 bucks, paying you 1%, that's surely profitable, even if you don't have it allocated when you add in your overhead, if you feel like it's not profitable or not worth your time. You should take the business anyway, because it is indeed profitable and help paying down the overhead. And then once you're at capacity, that's when you start eliminating the less profitable projects that can't pull their weight on overhead and get into the, you know, you focus and hone in on then on the more profitable projects. Uh, so I think that's really applicable what, to our what, industry. What was the title of that book again? The book is called The Goal. The Goal. All right. Yep. Required reading. Add that to your list, guys. We'll put it in there the we show. Go. Greg, how about for you? Any uh, any final uh, thoughts or books that we've missed? Yeah, I Brad, I had to read that book, The Goal, in a, an accounting class in, in college, go. and uh, I didn't enjoy it because it was like required reading, and then there was a test at the end. So that's like, what ours was too. I failed the test, by the way, because I yeah. didn't, you know, I, I was you drinking or partying or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jim, that's funny you said that. So. I read the book. I skimmed the book, <laughs> but we talked about it a lot. And the kind professor spoon fed me the message, which I've now spoon fed to our audience. So maybe you don't even have to read the book. You, now you have it. You got it. You got the message. Run with it. Yeah. It was, and there was even a story in there where it was like a, a Cub Scout leader that they had all yes! these kids. Herbie. There a, Herbie. There's a fat kid that was okay. You could only <laughs> hold up the line. He was holding up the line. So yes. you could only, you could only get like, get, get the Cub Scouts to the end of the, the trail as fast as the slowest person in yes. line. And you had 20 different kids. Well, the fat kid was holding them all up. So you could only go as fast. It's not, as Herbie. It's not politically correct. You're fat shaming. It's uh. <laughs> It's proportionally challenged. Proportionally, <laughs> <laughs> but and what what the goal is telling you guys is what we talk about all the time. Empty conference rooms make you no money. Empty right. conference rooms create zero revenue. So good stuff. All right, what's yep. the book, Greg? What do you got? I, I'm just going to say that that book, Story Selling for Financial Advisors by Mitch Anthony and Scott West. I mean, that is required reading. I, I'm now making that my number one for an advisor that wants to get better. Um, man, read that book. It's it's amazing. Uh, thanks for uh, bringing that up, Jim. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a great book. It, it really is. Um, look, there there are some great books out there, and you've heard some of them today, and I appreciate you guys sharing this. I know I know this is kind of a departure from where we're at, but look, we didn't get here alone. I think that's our whole point. Like we, we, we read books. We went to coaching. We had mentors. We did everything necessary to gain the knowledge that we have today by by consuming information that was um, – that was better than what we had and then applying it to our businesses. And that's why we formed a, a private coaching group called the century club. If you're interested in getting better and seeing how we've deployed all of this, all of this content and data, I encourage you to go out to the FA Again, that's the FA and you can sign up for the century club right there. But Hey, thanks for listening to the show. We hope we added value to your life. Remember, leave us a five star review. If you want to leave us a four star review, go leave it for another podcast. We only want those five-star reviews, and you can always join us on Facebook at the Financial Advisors Edge community. Just search for it on Facebook, and then you'll find it in the group section. We'd love to have you. We've got, I don't know, three, 400 people in that thing sharing ideas all the time. So it's a free community. You can connect with us and join there. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. 
Thanks for listening to the show. Check us out at thefinancialadvisorsedge.com if you want to learn more about us. If you enjoyed the content, make sure to leave us a five-star review and tell your friends about us. The opinions that are expressed in the shows are that of each host only and don't necessarily reflect the opinion of the other hosts. Like the weather, our opinions can change. This podcast isn't intended to provide tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified professional. We cannot guarantee our opinions or forecasts are right. See you next week.